Hello, and welcome to Awful Neutral's Dirty 20 bonus episode. I am your, well, I'm not really a dungeon master today. I guess I'm kind of just the person presenting questions. Damian Mercado. With me, as always, is Caleb Cleveland. As Caleb Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you'd say Dave Callens. As Dave. I would get your take. As Dave Callens. How you doing, everybody? Yeah, I'm doing great. (laughs) I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was more like, that, there was a lot of Beetlejuice in there. I need to take that out. I'm sorry. That's actually spot on, though. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm not opposed to a Beetlejuice. Hey, Dave, can you, Dave, can you just yell, it's showtime real quick? <laughs> I don't do that for free anymore. That's why he doesn't do two shows a night anymore, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave Callens. Should I just say hi, or should I like come up with a little sort of unique greeting? Well, I mean, I just did you. You can do me. Hey, you got a deal. <laughs> That'll be my intro. <laughs> I'm Caleb. I draw proficiently. But I can't record for shit. Um, <laughs> we also have Clint Beiser. As? Hi! <laughs> I'm Clint Beiser here. Clint sounds like he's recording from down the hall. So, how's it going, everybody? Should have structured these introductions <laughs> a little bit more. This is on me. <laughs> Yeah, it is on you. Well, I mean, it is the dirty 20, right? It's the yeah. dirtiest 20. Filthy 20. It's a very sloppy 20 <laughs> the fans are experiencing oh, right now. And, of course, Sarah Lee Steiner's here. Hello. Hey. Wow. So much enthusiasm. All of these people, comedians. Comfortable on stage in an audience. <laughs> balls of charisma. Every one of them. I'm just not confident when I'm in my garage by myself. Or most other situations. Or that, yes. <laughs> or That's in like, life. If you can't be confident in the garage by yourself, I don't think you're confident anywhere. These are true statements. That's yes, where Damien's you. the most confident. <laughs> it's the only place I can be. It's my safe space. Uh, <laughs> We're having this Dirty 20 bonus episode, and uh, we've had a lot of very cool messages, emails, uh, people dropping into our inbox saying a lot of cool things about the show. We've also accumulated a bunch of questions. And we thought it might be fun to have an episode where we answer some fan questions. So let's go ahead and get started. This first question is from the ghost of Spooky on Twitter. He is the host of the League of Ridiculous Conversations (laughs) podcast. And because he wrote us so many questions and they were good questions, he gets a free plug. So uh, everybody check out the League of Ridiculous Conversations podcast. That actually sounds made up. Mm -hmm. That is a ridiculous conversation worthy of having on that (laughs) podcast. His first question is, what game system haven't you tried yet, but would want to integrate into the overall narrative? And he uses not Kids on Bikes as an example, but Honey Heist and Call of Cthulhu, when we first played those, they were different games, but we worked them into the overall narrative of the main campaign. So is there any other games that you guys have been itching to try, I guess is the question? Can, can I say uh, Atari 2600, or is that... Yeah, actually, I've been thinking about doing like a, a sort of a soft pitch with you guys regarding like uh, Outbreak Undead which is another uh, uh, game Ooh. system from uh, Hunters. And it's basically, it's, I don't know, there's a, it, the mechanics are, are actually really fun. The whole idea is that, uh, you know, you have like a bunch of uh, characters that are trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. They make a plan and then the plan falls apart. It sounds really quite cool. It's like the better you get uh, or the more successful your roles are and stuff, the the greater the chance that all that stuff is going to backfire on you eventually. So it's... Uh, I mean, I feel like our crew has the plan falls apart thing 
pretty well down. So that's right up our alley. We do it to ourselves. <laughs> Speaking of which, Dave, I have played the role of Kevin. I think I do that as Kara on the awful reboot. And it's a lot of fun. I get exactly why you do it. Um, it's fantastic. That'd be awesome. I would love to, especially because you've mentioned that there's only a few more episodes left. You could always integrate that game from Hunters into the overall narrative somehow. But I think because, as you've said, there's only a couple episodes left of Kids on Bikes left in your narrative. That might be a great game to, for us to pick up with as a little distraction from the main campaign, kind of like how Kids on Bikes is a lovely little side Oh, game. Sarah had a, a cool idea before we started recording, before you guys showed up. Last time you were talking idea. about me DMing, and yeah. I've been thinking about that. Love it. But I just finished watching the Chernobyl HBO miniseries, <gasps> and it's so amazing. Good. And so oh, now yeah. I'm like, right now in my mind, I'm like, what about a mix of Call of Cthulhu and you're stuck inside the power plant as everything's falling apart and you like have oh, to get shit. out. Call of Chernobyl. And I mainly love the mainly idea. I just want an opportunity for Pat to DM and then to call everybody comrade. Oh god damn it. <laughs> everybody starts with one DM goat head character. Yes. <laughs> you have to keep your goat head. That's the goal of the game. Do not lose it. Uh, I guess to answer your question, Mr. Ghost of Spooky. Jesse has a side campaign. It's a completely separate game. It's it's not a side campaign, but it takes place in the world of Sostagaria. And it's a completely different game system that he has invented. It's very impressive. He's going to debut it in January, I think. It's going to be Chud's Chuck Wagon Challenge. And if you listen to the bonus episode, which was... If you remember back to our Chud's Buds episode, uh, which was... One of my favorite episodes overall. Uh, a lot of fun. It'll it'll be very reminiscent of that. So yeah, it's not just a side campaign. He he invented an entire gaming system. It's really cool. yeah, the mechanics and everything. It's yeah. so fun. It's a thick document and it's impressive. Jesse put in a lot of work. A lot of us helped him with like the game rules and and I, I helped with like the dice rolling system and stuff like that. But he he was the creative element that brought everything together and had the initial idea it's it's a wonderful game system and i can't wait to play it i turned it into an npr host at the end there clint studied under terry gross <laughs> under the terry gross school of podcasting <laughs> i get that reference it's excellent shows you have a good selection of media Dave. <laughs> this next question is kind of similar this goes out to sarah lee and uh caleb and anybody else who wants to dm Ever thinking of making a second podcast in a new genre? Now, I don't know about making a separate podcast. You guys are welcome to leave and start a competing podcast whenever you want. A rivalry. But I think more than he might be referring to like a, what's in store for next season. And do you guys have any ideas? Oh, wow. Well, this is awkward because we're actually just getting ready to cut you out of the crew and start fresh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was just texting Dave uh, about that, actually. You, you probably do better. Good call. That's from a podcast <laughs> management position. Good call. Glad you're open. Wow, that's, uh, I, I'm glad we were able to work this in. And uh, we actually wrote that question to you to a ask, and then we could respond that way. So You guys are still need me to edit, though, right? Oh, God, yeah. We're not going to do that ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> actually, uh, I, I would like to turn this question back to our listeners, because uh, Sarah just hit me up a while back and told me that she has never seen the movie Pulp Fiction which I'll give you all a moment to compose yourselves mm -hmm. and recover from that stunning revelation. But she was wondering if 
if it might be fun for her and I do a podcast where she tells me what popular movie she's never seen and I just have to go through it with her. Oh God, that's actually kind of brilliant. Well, it was more, I grew up under a rock, so there's a ton of movies I haven't seen. I'm sorry, Pulp Fiction was under a rock, so that's not going to fly. I'm sorry, I don't know. She, I, she grew up under a different rock than Pulp Fiction was under. It was under all the rocks, Clint. <laughs> it wasn't under my rock in my small I'm, Bo-Dunk town. It was shown on TBS 12 times a day at certain points. At what no point rocks. do you guys just no want to hear that I grew up doing magic and didn't pay attention to social norms or things like that? You could have just stopped you know? after magic and the rest is implied. You know this. I mean, it's written on the wall of how she interacted. <sighs> True. Anyway, but so, yeah. I, the, the whole idea was... Well, I I know Dave loves movies, and he's doing his whole thing right now on the quarantine network about movies. And I went and saw Pulp Fiction because the movie theater by me is doing like five dollar classic nights. And I I didn't necessarily see what the hype was about. And then I was immediately like, "Ooh, this is gonna piss off Dave. I should tell him." And then I started thinking how like we should just make a podcast where I watch these movies and then I just piss him off because I think they're overrated or like. I just now was it that it was a series of vignettes like what that it, that non sequential storytelling? It frustrated Sarah, me so much. Sarah, he's trying to get the gold from us. Save it for the podcast. Oh, it was like three hours, and it could have been thirty minutes. You should do it like a live tweet sort of thing, where you're watching it, and and Dave has to sort of like brace you for certain things, or either that, or you just basically spend the entire time just disappointing him because it's like. Uh, you're, you're just like, oh, that was a big deal. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that coming 20 minutes ago. Well, and Pulp Fiction is such a great example of one of those movies where all the things that are memorable from it, I already had witnessed through secondary cultural references. Like I faked it my whole life, pretending I know what references are to movies that I've never seen. And so then it was like oh, in reality, too. all the critical moments of that movie were like the first 30 minutes, and then it was done. And I. Never got to know what was inside the briefcase, and I want to know. Don't tell her. Nobody, nobody tell her. It's uh, photos from that time they spent in Zed's basement. It's the photograph from the Creed video. Look at this photograph. (laughs) 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 I hate you, Dave. I get that a lot. It's the screenplay for a phenomenon. Phenomena. She doesn't know that reference either. I feel like Clint's doing his own podcast in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you hosting another podcast back there, Clint? How did you know? I'm sorry. It's a podcast about the making of podcasts. <laughs> Quote Justin McElroy, a podcast without a podcast. Very good. Um, I think that that's brilliant. Uh, I personally think we need to examine Sarah Lee's cultural ignorance and we need to place it under a micro, uh, like a microscope, make her watch like Elf or like, uh, you know, just, just like. I, I've seen, I've seen Elf. You've seen Elf. Okay, great. You need to watch. I haven't seen The Godfather. That's on my you need list. To watch, okay. You need to watch uh, like Fight Club then. That has meatloaf in it. You need to watch it. I've, s- I've seen that one because, because it, has it has meatloaf, meatloaf in it. That's why she's seen it. Yes. And Rocky Horror. She fast forward just to the meatloaf parts. <laughs> oh. I only watch the meatloaf part on loop. She also watches most John Goodman movies because he looks kind of like meatloaf. Mm, Interesting. Touche. <laughs> so like almost every Coen Brothers movie then. <laughs> meatloaf is the poor man's John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf. meatloaf is the poor man's meatloaf. anyway yeah i think we definitely Uh, need to examine we we need to make a list of all the different movies that uh, sarah lee has not seen and uh we need to one by one just sort of like knock those off well if if we continue to grow and this i'd like to do some some spin-off shows and 
involving, you know, maybe do a podcast network. You know, that's those are long term goals. But Jesse and Sal have talked about doing a video games podcast, which which to me sounded interesting, especially because, you know, they are fun personalities and there's always a market for anything. You know, so, yeah, if you guys have an idea for a podcast, you know, or the cast members do, we'll be sure to bring it to you. But we got to we got to get our those numbers. And also our listeners uh, tweet to either Sarah or myself if you would be interested in her and I discussing classic movies and why her taste is terrible. Well, like not even classic movies, but like, you know, plane trains and automobiles, stuff like that. I mean, I feel like it just it all needs to be examined. I just say not even classics and then lead with a classic. Sorry, but that's my own cultural blindness shining through. <laughs> her ignorance needs to be uh, knocked off one movie at a time. And I feel like so, it's a it's kind of our it's it, the impetus is on us. We, it's it's our job. Or actually, no, it's Dave's job. My bad. I, I, I want nothing to do with it. This next question is I think Sarah Lee will want to answer this. want to say in this and it's. Why are Gertrude episodes always the best? Dave, do you want to handle this or do you want to let Sarah Lee? Uh, actually, did, is that a question from Sarah Lee? That is a Unless, Sarah Lee, are you the ghost of Spooky? Are you the host of the League of Ridiculous Conversations podcast? <laughs> I, I mean, I have my thoughts on why that's the case, but let's, <laughs> let's hear Sarah's thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, they're good because... Gertrude's a nightmare. <laughs> Gertrude's episodes are the best because it's like watching a dumpster on fire. <laughs> it's, it's like watching Jerry Springer. Yeah, you can't you can't turn away and and she secretly says everything that we want to say. No. She doesn't say anything that I no. want to say. <laughs> yeah, I also disagree. I mean I, I agree with the dumpster fire thing. And aside from that, I think there's like, I don't know, this perfect connection between like you're the opposite of her and you're like releasing this energy that you don't normally get to release and and that it creates a magic yeah okay i'm i'm making a formal request damien that you edit that answer because i want to portray to our listeners that sarah lee is exactly like gertrude in real life like that's the image we want our listeners to have (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Listen, I work a very stressful job. I just want to come to this podcast and say what I truly think after weeks of holding it in and being nice to everybody on a customer service basis. But that that's exactly why Gertrude is a fan favorite, because she does say stuff that, that shouldn't be said. She violates all the social contracts, and it, it's just, it's fun. It's living vicariously through a horrible person. I agree. I agree 100%. Also, I think part of what adds to how awesome she is is that Sarah has no idea what D&D <laughs> is. And so, like, she's not bound by the rules of D&D in any way. So Gertrude is, is like, this unbound, awful creation that is, it's beautiful to watch. That is very true. There's, there's, it's this weird mix of, uh, what, playing, being the dungeon master for a campaign with with really most of the cast members, it's like uh, being the teacher for uh, a class of students who does their homework at the beginning of class while we're taking attendance. I got really scared. This is going to be a special ed metaphor. <laughs> 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 with specifically with Gertrude, there's this trope, and 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 usually it's true that the best D and D characters are the ones that grow. You know, like they they have a they're a flawed person at the start. And maybe they're not perfect when the campaign ends, but they've either grown or they've fallen. Gertrude has resisted change in every way. And it's become one of the most like I at first I was like, wow. But at this point, 
it's funny. It's like she's like, no, I am what I am. What do you want? I'm not putting on airs for the world. Hey. I think I subconsciously just really like the genre of the anti-hero. Who's like, she, you know you should hate, but you can't help but love them. Me as the dungeon master with Gertrude, I'm like, I can change her. I can fix her. Just, <laughs> just let me in. Just let me in. Gertrude's like, nah, it ain't going to work. My last husband I killed. I'll kill my last. I'll kill my next dungeon master too. Kill him all. You know, uh, she's probably right to to fear growth of character because we had a character that grew into a were rat and you had him killed. So he's not dead. Decorative cabbage is not dead. And we got a question about him, so we'll uh, we'll save that. So let's move on to the next one. Is there anything about your character that has become canon that you wish you could change? Buzzing in first. I don't act like a paladin in this, Kevin. So I probably would have picked a different class. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're almost half warlock yeah. now. Well, you actually had to do a lot of creative storytelling to sort of backwards engineer why I don't act like a paladin. <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> which, which I have to say is one of the best things <laughs> ever. That's what I like about D&D, especially with a um, DM like Damien, who's willing to do that yes and philosophy as much as possible. Is a pushover. <laughs> Yes. I think it really works. I think with Kevin, especially the fact that you're a cat by nature or a cat when it's convenient by nature, it was a great and easy way to write that in. I think working in that you now serve the cat Lord, that is your order. I think now you can be as chaotic or as, you know, carefree and aloof as you want to be. You know, you're, it frees you up to be cat-like. I'm chasing that red dot on the ground. <laughs> and in true Kevin fashion, he's now going to act as, as exactly as a paladin would from now on. Yeah. <laughs> I will not stand for this evil in this land. How about you, villain? I guess an example of another one, because this one kind of happened without Sarah Lee's knowledge, but that Tifi's her father. You you want to change that? No, no, no. it is. that That is what's happened. But I mean, it's not like you weren't consulted about it. I'm very uh, rarely consulted about anything. <laughs> you can cut would, that. It's fine. No, no. no. consulted right <laughs> I just show up and I go, okay, yes, and. Gertrude doesn't do yes, and. She says, uh, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, but. Gertrude, yes, but. How much? Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I guess, what are your thoughts on that, on TV being your, your dad? Is that like, would that be a situation of something you wish that wasn't canon? Or is it like in real life, hey, you don't get to pick your parents? Ooh, how about this? If you so could change it, would you it? go back and say, you know what? I've got two jelly hands and a jelly foot. <laughs> Alternate universe Gertrude, who had a much harsher time in Folksome Prison. At the end of the day, I, the parent thing doesn't bug me. The jelly hand doesn't bug me. It's, I wish I hadn't gone with the chain-smoking voice because I just feel like I constantly have a sore throat when we record. See, that is a, maybe that's a growth arc we can talk about. She switches to vaping. No, Keefe's already done the change his voice all over the place. She can't yeah. also change her voice. If anything, it can I get worse. You no, know, see, it's already done. It gets yeah, worse. Yeah, she can get like a little, uh, I forget what it's called when there's a hole in the throat. Tracheotomy. Yeah, and she has a little buzzer oh thing. Stoma. So y'all are going to pay for my surgery, right? When my vocal cords just shut down? No, but we will make fun of you for not doing it, for not being committed <laughs> enough to the role. So. There you go. God damn it. There's no, there's no carrot, a lot of stick. Do I get at least a GoFundMe? <laughs> Yeah, you can start a GoFundMe. Just don't attach our, we don't, don't attach our brand. Really glad I joined for the friendship. Last question from Ghost of Spooky is, have we ever thought about live streaming an episode? And yeah, there's a lot of challenges to that. 
you know, it would make it a lot easier from an editing standpoint, I think, to, to just mash it up. But I think the product wouldn't be as good. Um, you know, we cut out a lot of stuff. We allow our jokes to pop. We add in music. That would be much more difficult to do in a live streaming environment. We could get you a soundboard like Drive Time DJs have with the fart sounds and everything. Yep. But the biggest oh, issue is cutting out all your racist rants, Dave. <laughs> podcast. His issue is cutting out fart sounds. Don't give him a soundboard that makes fart yeah. sounds. Yeah, rule one of recording in our studio is do not mention Israel <laughs> around Dave because he'll get going for 30 minutes and it's hard to get him to stop. Uh, Israel Adesanya, the UFC fighter? Absolutely. He, he is a talent. A talent. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think a live stream would be amazing. I think it would have to be like a one-off, like a, a non- part of the campaign just like a singled out adventure that we do and it would just have to be like an extra thing that we do maybe part of a patreon thing but it, i think it'd be super fun just because our personalities are and how good we are live uh but like you said the quality wouldn't quite be there but i think it'd be really fun to do that actually would be a really fun idea yeah i like that yeah if we could find a special guest dungeon master it'd be really easy to do a, tw a twitch stream i mean that's something we can talk about in the coming new year Hello. one of the things that we've talked about before is is uh, adding a video component uh, which would be cool. Like, so even that would be like edited or whatever to go with the audio, but that would still be fun. Cause I think just having another element mm. would, would make it a little more interesting. The Twitch streaming community who watches tabletop gaming is pretty, is pretty active. You know, there are a lot of people who like to see, you know, the energy at the table and oh, we don't have um, that. <laughs> yeah. People like to see comedians be explained the rules to a game. <laughs> many times, I think. <laughs> Wait, tell me again how I add up my numbers. <laughs> it's that you just rolled for that same thing. You, you know how you just rolled attack? Well, do that again. Hey, what is ma uh, how does that math one right work? there? I, I don't know numbers. It'll, it'll be hard for, to edit out me pulling out my hair. Yeah. There a way also, you, but without all the counting. You'd also have to start wearing pants. So. <laughs> uh, no deal. Yeah. All right. Well, it was a good idea while it lasted. So this is going to go from Twitch to OnlyFans? <laughs> this next question is from Kason Escobedo. And uh, this one we kind of addressed, but if there's anything we can add. Did we know the identity of Gertrude's father, or was that a game time decision? Clint and Sarah. That well, I was, was not a part of the conversation <laughs> or the decision making. So actually, Sarah just found out right now. Um, that was a last second improv decision. Damien literally asked me, "Who are your kids?" And I was like, "Wait a second, I'm an elf." Yep, that's it. My kids are. Gertrude and, and Loretta. And as soon as he said that in my mind, I just pictured somewhere Sarah Lee scre like asleep, screaming into a pillow <laughs> with rage and sadness and doesn't know why. <laughs> no! Dear God, no! <laughs> Sounds good. I just, I went full Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Toby's your dad. Yeah. No! God, no! Oh, God, no! Next question from Kason. How has the pandemic affected the story and what have been the biggest obstacles? Well, the biggest effect is all our characters mm. wear masks. You can't see it because it's audio, but they're they're wearing N95s. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime it's hard to hear, <laughs> it's not an audio issue on our end. It's the fact that our characters take this <laughs> pandemic seriously and are wearing masks. Yeah, yep. and they are not fashionable. I, I want to throw myself into the uh, under the bus here. The biggest challenge is that now all of us have to be, even the least capable, have to be somewhat moderately gifted audio engineers. And I am just 100% garbage at this. And uh, I have tried the patience of my fellow players for months. This is Caleb talking, by the way. Caleb Cleveland, I'm gonk. I'm, uh, uh, and garbage, basically. I want to apologize 
formally <laughs> for all my antics <laughs> and uh, and other assorted things because of my in- utter incompetence in the uh, in the technical aspects of making a podcast. Well, Caleb was one of the few people like him and Sarah Lee are in this weird cl- and and AG are like in this weird member of uh, of cast. Yeah, Damien absolutely hates have... more yeah. than anything. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Yeah, all right, that's it. Uh, that's all I wanted all to say. Wanted to say. Uh, we blown up his spot. <laughs> he, he could have t- finished that sentence on his own, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to add in a few more curse words, but I think you summed it up pretty well, Dave. Uh, they are the they are part of this club of people who like you know who engage who spend time on this wonderful side project we call awful neutral, but they have a lot very busy schedules. Loved ones who count on them. Uh, it's called and, lives. And, they have and, lives. And, and, yeah, they have very busy lives, and 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 uh, even and during we the resent pandemic, them for that. you know. <laughs> you know whereas before we just we just had to meet in the studio, and all they had to do was really just sacrifice, you know, every Sunday two to three hours of recording time, and they really didn't have to, you know, they could show up, have fun, eat some pizza in studio, and and be done with it. Now there's so much more. You have to. We're working around everybody's schedule. It takes so much longer to load to edit every episode because instead of being one track, it's a ton of tracks. And so, you know, it's that has been a big obstacle. We you know we used to be able to pump an episode out pretty predictably every week. It just takes a lot more more hours to to put out an episode each week. So uh, but yeah. we're working our butt off. Like for example, this episode, we recorded this without Sarah Lee. We left gaps for her to speak, then we sent her the episode. She spoke into those gaps and it just happened to work out really well. Yes. And we had to pretend we had to pretend our responses to her. Right. We had to anticipate what we thought she would say. They actually just had me read every word in a dictionary and then they they South Parked chefed me together. <laughs> it's really weird that we did that and then we edited together her saying that I just don't appreciate when they use my ling- my mouth okay. and then just make me say terrible things and then they like Phrasing. called my boss and cussed them out and Oh please save that audio clip for future use. <laughs> Phrasing. No, yeah. <laughs> that, we're going to save that for the yeah. uh for the for the only fans. <laughs> was it the Oh god. Please be careful <laughs> about saying such things as I hate when they use my mouth. It's it's. <laughs> I didn't do it. You guys did again. I read the dictionary and that's going to go on the soundboard. Let's just keep cycling this uh, little joke back and forth. <laughs> no, aside from the technical aspect, it's um, I don't know if you guys remember when we were all home recording because of quarantine during the summer, we all had to like close our rooms up for noise. And all of us like within an hour, we were all just sweating, just like, oh, please yeah. let this be over. Yeah. Yeah, did you yeah. notice the podcast got a lot angrier? <laughs> that was ba- that was heat induced. Just those um, couple of weeks. Yeah, that was that was definitely a, a tough side effect of the quarantine. Personally, at least, just the stresses of how times are different, and and well, no matter where you are on the political spectrum, um, the way the quarantine was dealt with and all that, it's all very stressful. And then. Um, it's kind of like a double-edged sword of I, I love getting to release myself into this fantasy world, but also I'm sorry, it was what? harder <laughs> to do so with the stress of the pandemic. Full disclosure, Clint was wearing a red hat when he spoke those words, just so our listeners know. <laughs> oh, and he was calling us libtard <laughs> off mic. Wow. I can't speak for all the rest of the cast members, but I know that even before the pandemic, you know, just with my work, school, my routine, the podcasts that I listened to were, you know, every week 
you know, the ones I look forward to, you know, they were a part of my life. You know, it was like a sh- like a show that didn't go on hiatus. You know, you kept up with it. Nadpod was one, The Adventure Zone, the first season. Uh, you know, like, you know, the, a lot of the big boys that are out there. And I'm glad that, as Clint brought up, we've been able to be super regular. And we've gotten some really nice letters recently that, you know, it's we've the, It's been... Metamucil. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I was on the same brainwave. Audio Metamucil. And, and not to mention the, oh, yeah. the fan art has been uh, really picking up lately. I got to say, uh, huge, huge thanks uh, to uh, to the people that have been uh, contributing the the fan mm-hmm. art. That uh, especially there's one in particular that uh, has made uh, Sarah Lee so, rather are uncomfortable. We, are we talking about the Lothario uh, one? Because I I think like somewhere in my suppressed childhood, I might find this cartoon attractive. She understands hentai. Quote, unquote, right? childhood. That's what that is. It's, it's hentai is art, and we've seen it, and it's, uh, it's beautiful. Big thanks to Javier Illustrates uh, for doing exactly that. Or Xavier Illustrates. I'm going to say Javier. But, uh, yeah, the, um, they've been doing some crazy good stuff with Gertrude. Save that clip. And uh, uh, the whole awful neutral. Yeah, it, that's yeah check out Xavier Illustrates, Javier Illustrates, uh, if, yeah, if both you want to say it fun. I yeah, am really jealous much. that you guys can draw, though, because I, I cannot draw, and I really wish I could so I could just show you guys what is in my head of Gertrude and Pat. I'm glad you can't draw. Let, let me let me give you a really quick recap on uh, what it's like <laughs> to be able to draw. Okay, okay. Sarah Lee? Pretend okay. you can draw, okay? Yes. Ready? Okay. So, okay, now pretend you can draw. Go ahead. Say, I can draw. I can draw. Hey, can you do a logo for me? <laughs> It'll take you like twenty no. seconds. It's the equivalent of owning a pickup truck, and people are needing to move. Can you do me a? Can you do me a solid and like draw this OC of mine? It's really, really. It's. It'll take you like two, twenty seconds. It'll be fine. Oh. What, can you do me a? Can you do me a favor and draw this uh, cover for this book I'm doing? So it's the equivalent of going to a party and people are like, "What do you do?" And you're like, "I'm a comedian." They're like, "Cool, tell us a joke." And you're like, "I don't have any." Yeah. You find it <laughs> yeah. right now, dude. Yeah. Or or being a, a handyman, and all of your friends are like, "Hey, can <laughs> uh-huh. you fix this?" Hey, uh, I got a, I got a, fix a my door toilet? that's kind of squeak. It squeak when I, when I open it, it squeaks a little bit when I go like, but only at the first part of this. When I open it all the way, it doesn't squeak anymore. But when I first, uh, can you do anything about that? Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> I like this is what devolved into a therapy session. Who's up next? <laughs> <laughs> what did you understand about thirty twenty? <laughs> and by the way, Sarah, uh, don't feel bad that. You can't draw because none of us can pull a quarter from behind a child's ear. So you've got one up on us there. Oh, is that really a talent? That's uh, one last thing about worth... this, sir. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> uh, one, one last thing about this question uh, before we move on to the next one. And I add just something. I, I actually felt really lucky. I, you know, we split the party a, a couple episodes back. You know, half the party got sucked into the Feywild. And I didn't realize what a good move that was until the pandemic hit because, uh, it would have been insane, especially early on, trying to coordinate if the party hadn't been split up to try to coordinate everybody's schedules and to try to edit each episode with eight tracks. Splitting the party is has probably been the only thing that's <laughs> made us able to put an episode out every week in these crazy end of the world times. Well, splitting the party and you being uh, Johnny on the spot always with scheduling and freaking uh, taking all our craziness and being able to work with it, like no matter what. Well, the secret is being virtually unemployable oh. i think that's <laughs> i think if you can do that you can have the free time spent oh do caleb that. don't forget don't forget <laughs> to do the uh the compliment sandwich where you insult him then the compliment then insult him again uh yeah my hr <laughs> trained me on sandwich. that one that's an insult sandwich <laughs> <Dave>. <laughs>
Which is better. I like it. <laughs> I'll have to work. That, it's actually more effective with, uh, with Damien. In fact, the most effective method for, for assuaging Damien towards your desired outcome is to insult him and then in between another insult, add an insult. <laughs> just insult, insult, insult. So instead of the bag and mac, it's the just bag and bag and bag. You, <laughs> yeah. just, you, just, you just neg him until he gives up. I grew up with very uh, abusive parents. I don't do well. Like when somebody compliments me, I'm like, what are they plotting? What are they plotting? <laughs> when somebody insults me, I'm like, that sounds right. That's about what my self-worth is. So okay. thank you for the well, attention. How, how, can we, how can we open these negotiations now that you've told me what I need to hear? Dirty <laughs> 20. All right. So like we're making our audience cry. <laughs> All right. This is a bit more of a fun question. Yay. This next question is from Malleus Farmentum, AKA Roy the snake. And this is kind of a fun question. So hang on. Is it his AKA is also an AKA. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what would each character's favorite TV show be? I guess yeah, Breaking Bad might be a really easy layup for Gertrude. <laughs> oh, no. But Breaking Bad, yes. But I, I also think just like any episode on what channel's ID, the one that has like all the ones where it's like, I didn't know my neighbor was a murderer and just like <laughs> studying all the shows to get away with murder. She's watching Hoarders. Like, I don't see the problem. <laughs> yeah, Hoarders Hoarders would be like the uh, stress-free brainwashing TV where you're just like, I need to turn my brain She's off. She's watching uh, Intervention. Like, people watch a horror movie. Like, no, get out of there. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> don't you see what they're plotting? She's watching Breaking Bad going, I, I was... amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought an uh, easy layup would be like Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, there you go. Tiger King, Duck Dynasty. Why would I watch my own life? I am the Tiger King. Speaking of which, I think because we had that Jerry Springer episode, maybe Gertrude watches like uh, the Gary Winter show or or the Jerry Springer show. And that's like her queer eye. That's her feel good story. That's my property, brothers. These are my people. These are my people. (laughs) It's such an uplifting story. Uh, They found out who the father was. What would Kevin's be? Oh yeah. God damn it, uh, <laughs> Jack! Like Joel, Joel. Austin. I think Kevin's favorite TV show is just a blank, turned off screen because he can't figure out how to turn on the. TV. <laughs> I think Jackass would I'm be a good Kevin, call, honestly. Noble Paladin. I think he'd appreciate the chaos. And this is Jackass. <laughs> Welcome to Jackass. It's him just opening the book of tomes over and over. <laughs> I am Kevin, and this is the book of facts. <laughs> But he doesn't even know that he's being a jackass. He doesn't have any concept of that. Yeah, so maybe you're more like Curb Your Enthusiasm's Larry David. <laughs> you have no concept of of what you do. Of your jackass. <laughs> it's a show that. about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Newman. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you are annoying and powerful. I just imagine Kevin just was- watching like the Nature Channel, just what, you know, Taking anything on like birds and just like batting at the screen occasionally. I was thinking that too. <laughs> he sma- his TVs get smashed all the time with hammers. I could also see him watching Animal King or um, Tiger King as if it was like a luxurious, almost like keeping up like with a the Kardashians of just like, ooh, I wish I could have that lifestyle. <laughs> How luxurious. Yes. Yes. I know. T- Tiffy's favorite shows would be like how it's made. Repair shop. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
cool time. Mythbusters. Myth yeah, go. definitely Mythbusters. Back- I too want to wear a beret. <laughs> At first, Tifi would love Mythbusters, but then he would like notice that some of their controls aren't strong enough. And I'm like, their control group is way too weak. This is a bullshit show. This shouldn't be called Mythbusters. It should be called like Myths Partially Dissuaded. Near, near Myths. They tried that. It didn't test well with audiences. <laughs> Myth partially dissuaded due to small sample sizes. I feel like Tifi would also <laughs> like, uh, I think he'd also enjoy what not to wear. Mm-hmm. That was changing his look. Mmm. Yes. <laughs> he is. He is. What about Gonk? Oh, shit. Uh, What's the show where people shit on fathers? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) It's big in Germany. He's watching Uh, Jackass with Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) All right, did I miss you? Oh, damn. (laughs) Oh, he got kicked in the nuts. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking, oh, shoot. Uh, He would be addicted to, like, Babysitter's Club. Basically, I think he would, uh, you know, anything just like childish, but at the same time, sort of like allow him to sort of like discover his uh, himself in an adolescent way. So boy meets world. <laughs> the series where they discuss Stacy's diabetes was eye opening. Oh, my God. You saw that. You did, didn't you? Sound's favorite show. Caillou. Caillou? No, show. he would. No, no. He would watch like 30 seconds of Caillou and then he would kill the television just to get rid of that horrible little canadian charlie brown hey that's that's basically hey exactly this isn't this isn't caleb cleveland okay this is a, it's a different okay, person yeah, fine never mind you're right you're right he would he would slow down he would slow down i, slow I, down. I hate that little that little whiner yeah <laughs> with his uh with his milk and bags and his free health kill I, I think he <laughs> I, I think he can uh he can go uh, suck a bacon. Yeah, that's what he can do. You guys <laughs> that's, uh that's let's gone. let's not forget that we have a little bit of power right now. Um we can answer for the cast members that aren't here of what their characters' favorite shows would oh, be. That's true. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh Kevin Ooh. Kevin's coming out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Chaos Goblin Kevin. Uh shoot. I, I wanna say that um Chud loves Tucker Carlson. <laughs> oh, I said it God. there. Just like, no, no, that would be Jesse you are you are bunchy, voted down. Bunchy, uh, Jesse would hate that answer. Hate I feel like so this is kind of a deep cut, so but I feel like Chud really like moonlighting from the eighties. The Bruce yeah. Willis TV or, show or it? Rockford Files. I feel like that either <laughs> that. I feel like that he would be way into that. He, except he would be like just like into the, uh, the like the theme song, and then he would sort of like tune out. <laughs> just, he'd be just into it for the harmonica. That'd be it. I'm going to say that uh, Mal would probably be into Ben Shapiro just because of his uh, dry <laughs> pussy theory. I feel like that would be really oh, God. Uh, you know, way, way up there. Oh, man. Speaking of answers that people who aren't here would hate. <laughs> I would never fuck him and he would never fuck me. For some reason, I find this appealing. Maybe that's Mal's arc. Something will stir her sexually. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. God. Okay. It'll be Andre. There hey, we go. gotta. We, we can let Damien play too. Uh, pick one of your NPCs. Yeah, there you go. What's uh, what's Gremmel's yeah, There you show? go, Gremmel's. Well, Gremmel's Stonebreaker's favorite show. You know, remember how the History Channel before it was all just ancient aliens? It used to be just <laughs> before it was all bullshit. And hit- oh God, one hundred percent. The good days. <laughs> that like, World yes, War Two. He would history porn. He needs old what I <laughs> war porn. I, I, we did the. If they had had the proper dwarf in Guadalcanal, the battle had been over in <laughs> in two days. 
It wouldn't have been the Bay of Pigs. It'd be the Day of Pigs. We would have knocked it out in 12 hours. So he's like the grandpa watching the golf channel. Be like, I would have used a seven wedge. (laughs) (laughs) If the gut buster brigade was assailing the beaches of Normandy, there wouldn't have been a single life lost on the Allied side, (laughs) says Grimmel Stonebreaker. I had been there. Exactly. Or either that or like maybe he just watches Jaws on like repeat. Just for that, just for just for uh, the the uh, that monologue about the uh, the Indianapolis or something like that. I feel like that would probably be his, his thing as well. We're going to need a bigger airship. There you are. Decorative Cabbage was a big fan of Scared Straight. There Just go. really got into that show. Huge. <laughs> that to be fair, that was an incredible. Show. <laughs> there was so much Schadenfreude from seeing like because it came out like when I was in high high school. So seeing some like turd my age just getting broken down by a man who oozes terrifying emotions. Well, I mean, show aside, uh, uh, decorative liked it because he was on the show several times on both sides. He was for a while. He was a kid being scared. Then later he was the adult coming in to scare the kids. I almost finger blasted your head off. How dare you think you're a hot shit in a champagne glass, but you're just cold diarrhea in a Dixie cup. You're gobbling below. Hold on to my pocket. Yeah. Get down. Hold on to this gnome's pocket. Jesus. Any ideas for uh, Lothario? Man, fuck you. Give me a dollar. Uh, Sabado Gigante. <laughs> uh, Lothar- no, I feel like Lothario is like Jersey Shores. <laughs> oh, I don't both. think so. Yeah, those are both good. I like that. Uh, I, I uh, think the Lothario the would be into uh, to, uh, what's it? The, the makeover guys. Uh, what are they? Oh, Queer Eye? Queer Eye? Que- Queer Eye? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he loves the style. He he wants that he wants that st- yeah. fresh style he intel. He's not there for the positivity of the show. He's there because of his running feud with Jonathan. <laughs> and and he like he's like he doesn't like that Jonathan's the fashionable one. It's his fashion nemesis. That totally checks out. And so he watches yeah. that sh- that show to keep up with them. Nice. Um last question from Malleus Fermentum. What happened to the dude who played decorative cabbage? Dan Sanborn. What did happen? Um, anybody? He had some other pursuits that were more attractive to him, uh, mostly because he he hated Dungeons and Dragons. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't for him. When I started this, I think part of the reason that this show is what it is that it, we are the funny one is that I really tried to pick people who I thought would would be really good in this in this format in this Dungeons and Dragons kind of open improv comedic format and those people all said no so he uh, came to us a little humble brag i <laughs> picked people that would be good and 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 i think dan you know his episodes i thought he was very funny on the show because we are a lot of comics i think a lot of comics their personality type they were the person in school who was like i rule this <laughs> school i'm here you can't teach me i'm here to make jokes uh and they kind of have like that anti-authoritarian now, Dan is a great guy. We love him. He uh, is a very talented artist. He did the first logo for the show. But there always was that kind of element where we were all there to kind of produce an episode and put it out. He was like, I rule this school. You can't teach me a game. And it just wasn't fun for him. And we know we wish him all the best. He's doing a lot of really good art now. He's, he's gotten into art and painting and uh, wood burning and all kinds of cool stuff that he's making online. Yeah. L- long story short, there's a lot of reasons. One of them as Dave alluded to, was that he did focus on his visual art more and and also he focused on his family more. He he did a lot of life changes that were good for him and he kind of didn't like D&D and even though he had a 
fun with us. He just couldn't. He just couldn't. One of those guys who um, just thought he was too cool for Dungeons and Dragons. I thought he was funny. I think he has potential to come back. We love him to death. He's still our friend. If he ever wants to do something with us, we'd love to have him. Just wasn't his thing. And, uh, you know, we were happy for him. And uh, he has some great art. Check him out at Drip Drip Drips on Instagram. He, you can buy his art. He's a very talented guy. He also does custom pieces and charges a really good rate. So if you want to impress your friends, hit him up. Drip Drip Drips. And our last question comes to us from... It's not like you're running out of battery. Someone check on Damien. <laughs> <laughs> and our last question comes to us from Sloppy Carlton on Twitter, or also the Reverend Gene Massif. So this guy uh, from his picture looks pretty metal, pretty goth metal. <laughs> so uh, we got a real goth holy man listening to the show, which I think is pretty cool. And his uh, Twitter handle, the Sloppy Carlton, sounds like a weird sexual thing. Oh, God. It does. Yeah, that's Urban Dictionary. There's got to be Urban Dictionary. Oh, let's look it up right now. <laughs> the Sloppy Carlton. Yikes. If the hot Carl's just too tame. Oh, God, it is a thing. Of course. What is it? When you defecate on someone's face, but instead of more or less solid shit, it comes out as explosive diarrhea. Oh, <laughs> so that sounds like you got to have prep or uh, you got to know somebody who has IBS <laughs> on tap. The example is, I was going to hot Carl, my girlfriend, but I had the basil chicken from Thai Bowl earlier. It ended up being a sloppy Carlton. <laughs> Date night was ruined. It was supposed to be a quiet dinner at home, oh, followed God. by a hot Carl. On a side note, guys. to drop guys, a boiler, and it, instead, a, it came out as a sloppy Carlton. I think it's worth letting you guys know that, like, Bijan and I have known each other for years. Oh, no. We don't talk. But we only communicate in the form of sending each other fart videos. It's <laughs> like people farting on Jesus TikTok or Instagram. That's our whole relationship for like four years. You guys have a weird Nell like <laughs> language that yeah. revolves around fart videos. Yes. Stay in the wind. Oh, <laughs> I just said him one last night where it was like, I've never heard a fart go into third gear before. <laughs> 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 <Just>. <laughs> Kudos for the stick shift joke. Wow. That joke's going to be lost. So. And when they're mad at each other, then they send sloppy Carlton videos. <laughs> <laughs> no, he sent me a video of someone with like lactose intolerance dying. He's like, is this you? <laughs> I was like, yeah. The dirtiest of 20s. The sloppy 20. Sexually deviant Twitter handle aside, his question is this. Would we ever incorporate Kender into the story? Who? And if we do... Could we kill them all in ridiculously, cartoonishly violent ways? I had to do some research on this, and a kender is similar to a halfling. Okay, time out. I thought you said uh, Tinder, and I'm like, I could have sworn we've done some kind of Tinder jokes on a show before. <laughs> no, a kender is a, like a halfling that is, uh, it's, they belong to the Dragonlance series of novels that came out in the late 80s and early 90s. Imagine <laughs> like hobbits from, you know, Lord of the Rings. They all have like top knots and they, their culture is basically that of their, they're 100% kleptomaniacs. Oh, Although geez. Caleb, when you, when you described it as a, a creepy uh, hobbit with a top knot, that's a kleptomaniac. I couldn't not picture decorative cabbage when you gave that description. <laughs> well, it's like I, I, in college, I knew uh, people who wrote, who read those books, you know, for fun. And one of my friends, Carlin, thank you very much, Carlin, like literally had a giant crush on the character Castlehoff Burfoot, 
who is so, the I'm sorry, the main, what? The main, <laughs> he was drawn a lot like Lothario. Yeah, but, no, yeah, actually, kind of. It's uh, it, you know, he was this he was this little kender with like you know a you know a kind of a smallish proportion body, but with a giant top knot, and literally all he did was steal shit and taunt people. And basically, he was like this rude little punk that nobody could get rid of. And it was all day. Yeah. So tiny, tiny hipsters. Yes. Let, what, what is the question again? There you go. That's it. I think somebody wants us to kill a bunch of them. Was that the question? Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do it. We're ready. <laughs> 100%. Let's kill all of them. So, Caleb, because when I was reading this, because I, I learned what a kender was from Wikipedia's. Yeah. And so what I got was that they were a mischievous, more childlike than even like a halfling in, in yes. appearance. B- but I didn't really like understand w- what would inspire this this uh, goth rage. Do you, <laughs> as somebody who knows the source material, do you do you understand where this guy is coming from, from the Reverend? Well, yeah, because basically uh, they, they were nobody looked at it from a, like a game mechanics point of view. It's like having a character who could literally who's basically there to taunt yeah, they had the, that was when taunt became like an actual game mechanic. You could uh, make your uh, your enemy like fly into a rage and and uh, screw up their rolls and stuff just by like making fun of them. But the thing is, is that you're not always fighting bad guys all the time. And the character that's playing the tender will get bored and they'll start using those abilities on the other players. And that's why they want to end them all. And uh, it's. It, Having played with uh, people that played Kenders, that's exactly the experience. And you know, they're just like, "Oh wow, I'm I'm such a punk." I, you know, it's punk rock. <laughs> you guys all suck. He, okay, no, and I'm, here's and I'm, everybody's like, "Would you stop doing that? That's really rude." No, no, no. I'm being a Kender. Here's here's what I'm picturing. You guys remember the the previews from the movie World War Z? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. do that'll be our adventure. Except instead of zombies, it's Kenders, and it's us against them. Yeah. Perfect. Ooh. Done. I like it. Write it down. A fortress. Just stealing shit. Write it down. Put it in the books. (laughs) You got the Google Calendar out, Damien? When are we killing these kinders? That'll be the next campaign. Have you guys seen the movie The Hunt? The Hunt? Oh. I tried to watch it. It was just way too over the top and goofy. I couldn't get into it. Wait a minute. You've seen a movie that I have not? What the hell? (laughs) I only see obscure things that, because I I have- Who's in it? Yeah. I still have a DVD.com membership. Oh, you're the one. (laughs) That's yeah, good. that's just that me single-handedly keeping that company alive. Um, well, she, she Emma, just canceled her Columbia house, so she had some money to spare. <laughs> Emma Robertson is in it for like 10 minutes. The movie concept is all these people who get kidnapped and then dropped in this like fake town that was specifically created for other people to hunt them. And it's like this really prestigious, wealthy Mm. club hunting people they consider like liberal snowflakes or that they think is like a significant problem. But I was thinking like, how cool would it be to have that premise where you just kidnap all these kinders and you put them in this town and the whole story is you just like, they have a contest of who can kill people in the most creative way. I like it. I like it. Can I just suggest- a bunch of. We reverse it where the kinders kidnap us thinking they're going to hunt us Ooh. and we just turn the tables on them. And we're the strong badass chick who proves yes. everybody wrong. That's yes. Yeah. Kinder. I want to be a strong badass chick so bad. Let's do it. This is Ice-T surviving the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always check the barrel. <laughs> so I guess the question is, can we have, uh, a, our, can our second season be dedicated to the extermination of a race within Dungeons and Dragons? Seems a little problematic, but 
what do we call it? Mass genocide. Mass kendercide. <laughs> or uh, World Ooh. War K. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, a lot of uh, Dungeons and Dragons podcasts are too afraid to simulate a Holocaust species, but <laughs> not, not awful neutral. <laughs> that's that's what makes us stand out against the competition. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've uh, really taken off on the far right. <laughs> I'm really excited to take this pitch and bring it to a large podcasting network of just like, what makes us different? Holocaust. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> yes. Don't forget, listeners, let, let us know if you would like to hear me and Sarah do a movie thing. And also... Somebody give us a suggestion what to call this instead of the Dirty 20. We kind of got to change the name now. So open to suggestions. Well, the Dirty 20, this is just the name of our little bonus episode. We are aware that there is a podcast that is called the Dirty 20, but if they have a bonus episode called Awful Neutral, I'll be honored. (laughs) That has been the Dirty 20. Hopefully we answered you guys' questions and, and made you laugh once or twice. If you have any other questions for the show, please tweet us at AwfulDND. Caleb Cleveland, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Caleb's Drawing on all your favorite social medias like Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Any uh, projects you want to plug or anything coming up? Or um, Well, at the moment, we are about ready to start our... people. Everybody at uh, Hunters is about ready to start a uh, Kickstarter for our, a brand new role-playing game that uh, is in the works called Ragnarok, the Gods of Metal. And basically, the premise is that you play an everyday, ordinary schmuck. Your life sucks, and uh, but metal is everything. And you find yourself sucked into the world of that exists on every single cover of every heavy metal magazine ever. You know, with Boris Vallejo clouds, giant dragons. You know, and uh, you can be any, you can pretty much be anything you want, but you just have to believe in yourself in order to rock. It's a fun fantasy uh, romp, very, very bombastic, a lot of fun, and uh, it should be, and it's uh, kickstarting in January. It is pretty fun. A bunch of us got to test play it, and it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got yeah. to test play it, and I, back to the question of a module that I'd like to play. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. That is one of them. Yeah, I would definitely play that any day. It's, it's very defeat lovely. Creed in this world? You, like yes, we, you absolutely could. We defeat top not kids. <laughs> All the other kids Sit. with their top knot. Sorry, I'm done. Or maybe a second season of Awful Neutral will yeah, play a different game where we fucking rock <laughs> a lot more. Sarah Lee Steiner, where can people find you? You can find me at Sarah Lee Magic on the Instagrams and the Twitters. And I'm maybe on the verge of creating a TikTok. I don't know. Do it. I keep thinking I'm not, but then I'm tempted. I'm so tempted. What would you do? Like cooking? or Oh, no, magic. You have to do magic. <laughs> oh, I like God. that you went to now cooking. Now I'm definitely not it's doing so it. <laughs> Like, I do not know how to cook. <laughs> Dude, that's the, the, if you don't know how to cook, then that's got to be your thing. What would you do? You're a woman. Did you you cleaning? not knowing how to cook. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, guys. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Making so Caleb sorry. uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, serious question. Didn't they ban TikTok or no? No, they weren't successful doing that. Oh, Jesus. Ch- Sarah Lee, check her out. Sarah Lee Magic. And uh, see if you can fluster. Everybody sent her pictures of Lothario. And let's see if. Um, go. See how flustered she can get. Do it. She's going to get the, the vapors. The deepest, sexiest Vs. Give me the heads up that it's not safe to work. <laughs> <laughs> Plunging necklines. She likes it when one Lothario is kissing another <laughs> Lothario. Oh, God. <laughs> and not just his pocket mirror. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Dave Callens, where can people find you? Uh, you will probably find me forcing Sarah to watch the entire Kevin Smith cinema catalog with no bathroom oh, breaks. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> or on Twitter or Instagram at Charcadale. To include the new Jay and Silent Bob movie. 
I don't even like that one, but I'll make her watch it. Had never seen it. Never seen any Jay and Bob. Jay and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you have to. Jay and verbose Jay Bob. Bob. That, that oh. what it, hey guys, let's play Bob. some Dragon and Dungeon. This sounds fun. <laughs> Sarah Lee, Jesus Christ. All right. Um, on that That's note, so we're good. just going to call it quits. Bless you all. Forget me. Forget, I don't skip, exist. Plan, quick, end it. And no. Your no. Ass. How dare you? We're ending it. <laughs> and if there was anybody else to plug, I guess there's not. So, I... And we will close out on that joke to immortalize Clint's shame. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any more questions, write us, tweet us at AwfulDND. Later, nerds. Bye. Bye. This is Pat, coming to you live from my new American home basement. With me today is my goat head. Say hello, goat head. Can you hear goat head? Some might not believe that is goat head and think that is me touching the fourth wall, but it is goat head. Today, I have been tasked to read a list of people who give us money. This is called Patreon. Because apparently you live in country where you have such wealth and you have nothing to do with your money that you give it to people who live in basement and record and talk to themselves while playing with dungeons and dragons. This makes sense. The first person we have is Malleus Varmintum. Where I come from, Varmintum is over-the-counter fake tums. You know, for stomach ache, but it's not good. No, sometimes I make you go poo-poo in pants, so you only do as last resort. Next we have Lindsay Taylor. A girl with two first names would definitely win beauty contest in my hometown and would be winner of next Goatheb. Next we have Rick Turpin. I once thought I got a bag of Turpins, but they were turnips and they were rotten. Mr. J. Baker. But are you a baker? It is not okay to have baker name if you do not bake. Lynette DeBelle. Where I come from, that is curse word. So DeBelle to your toe. Jessica Oldbeer. Old be- Why would you have old beer? What are you doing wasting beer? Drink it already. Then we have Rebecca Throp. Mm, that's what happens when you have the bad tums. You throw up. We have Chris Wall trip. Nah, I have many friends who trip over wall while trying to leave home country. We have torso full of bees. I had a cousin who had that condition. It did not end well. We have Matthew R. Why don't you have a last name, Matthew? I don't like that. 
I think Matthew was spy. We have Quezon Escobido. That's definitely a foreign name. Probably also spy. Why do we have so many spies? I swear I am here on legitimate visa for my education. Christopher Skelton. I know that name. I have the man in my home country who run the graveyard. His last name's Skelton. Because they're skeletons. We don't put much creativity into our names. Natasha Yagrain. Hey, Natasha. You'll definitely have family from old country. Here's some vodka for you. Chance Dyson. Dyson. Oh, like the vacuum cleaner. You must be good. Very clean. We have Fred the Milano. Is this the Milano cookie? Are you the heir to the Milano riches? Where I come from, I save for a whole year just to have one Milano cookie. I bet you'll have swimming pool of cookies. Dwayne Donovan. Also, another person who clearly has money if they have a car in their name. Hector Angolo. Hector Angolo. Is that an angel? Are you an angel, Hector? Just here to give us free money? I don't understand this concept. AJ Kurosaki. AJ. Where's the rest of your name, AJ? Your name cannot just be two letters. There has to be more syllables. You are trying to do nicknames. No nicknames here. The last person that we have is Damien is gay. That makes sense. I, I totally makes sense to me now. I don't know why it took you so long to come out, Damien. It's okay. We accept you here. I mean, if we were back in home country, you'd definitely be dead for this, but... You are here, and you shall be very thankful that you live in country full of freedom, where you have right to be gay. And you have riches, where you can just give money to people in basement who record imaginary games in their heads. This is such an amazing country. Well, if you want to join our list, you can also go to patreon.com and give us money for doing things like this. Sitting in a basement while you hold on to your goat head. <laughs>